Good morning, hockey fans. Chris is still on vacation, so I am recording this one solo. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about really, really quick. Um, one of them is actually fairly interesting and something I haven't seen from Boston Bruins recently. They have a tryout, a PTO out, to a young player. Um, if you haven't uh, gotten a look at him, uh, you probably weren't watching the Maine Mariners last year. Kelty Jerry Leon is a 22-year-old out of the Western Hockey League, um, right wing and center. Uh, he played about 250 games for uh, across five teams during his career there. Uh, last his last season in the W uh, in the WHL, uh, 27 points, including 17 goals in 23 games uh, for the Thunderbirds. Um, he did play in the playoffs for uh, the Mariners last season with one uh, goal um, and uh, one point, plus one, four pims. Reasonable size guy, uh, six feet, 200 pounds, not especially physical, uh, career high uh, for any given stop in his career is a fairly low uh, po uh, penalty minutes total. Um Interesting to see what's going to happen with him. He looks to be a depth player, so if you're expecting this to be the Marchand replacement or even a DeBrusque replacement, you should probably temper your expectations a teeny tiny bit. Um, if he manages to be in camp realistically after the first or second rounds of cuts, uh, I'll kind of be surprised. Um, I expect him to, if he does earn a contract... Uh, to probably start the season in Providence. Um, maybe he gets a call-up if he does uh, pretty well. That team has been uh, kind of rocked by departures recently, so it's entirely possible uh, he could go there and secure himself a space. Uh, yes, there's a lot going on with the team. Um, we're not going to see McAvoy before November. Maybe not even until the end of November. Uh, we're not going to see Marshand until about the same time. Uh, Mac, uh, Mac Grizzlick's timeline is a little less certain. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be quite uh, as long coming back. But assume it takes two months each for... Or averages out to two months each for the three of them. That's about $18 million in cap space the Bruins will have available... Uh, cumulatively, um, minus what uh, they spend uh, with, well, non-parity replacements uh, for guys popping in to uh, fill up their time. I will be really, really curious to see what camp is going to look like. Obviously, you're going to have Hampus Lindholm as the best available defenseman. Uh, behind him, it's almost certainly Brandon Carlo. They may well be your top pairing uh, to open to open the season. There are worse top pairings in the league. There are definitely better top pairings in the league. Um, then you have pick your combination: Derek Forbert, Mike Riley, Jacob Zaboral, Connor Clifton. Uh, Connor Clifton to me uh, is probably the next best of these players, uh, if for no other reason than he can play more than adequately at this point on both the right and the left side uh, and he seems to do well with almost everyone except for Brandon Carlo. Uh, 
Mike Riley was very up and down last year. I never got word on whether that was injuries, coaching issues, off-ice issues, or just Mike Riley. Uh, Jacob Zaborl had all of those injuries last year. Um, it will be interesting to see how he does this year and whether his, uh, whether his return to the ice is going to be a plateauing a the start of a new climb or if his injuries have caught up uh have accumulated to the point where he's just not going to be pushing for a roster spot or able to hold anything even in the third pairing um his advocates will tell you he might be a, a might be a number three defenseman i have not yet seen that out of him if it happens i'll cheer as loud as anyone uh my question, uh, first question of the week for anyone listening. We get to December twenty, December 20th. The Bruins are tied for 8th place with three other teams. Uh, they have no games in hand. Jeremy Swayman has a 9-19 save percentage. And with... Some combination of Brandon Busey, Kyle Kaiser, and Keith Kincaid doing reasonably well in Providence. A call comes in asking to trade, asking to pick up Linus Olmark uh, for a reasonable, a reasonable return, including a player that we like, and a and a draft pick in the first 45 uh, in the first 45 for next year's draft. Now, for me, it depends on what Allmark's doing. I would love to get another second a first round pick because I do think that everything I've seen for the 2023 draft is solid. But Swayman is only 23. He's never done the bulk of a season as the number one uh, go- uh, as the number one goalie. He's certainly never done it with a mm, not really good NHL uh, backup. You know, Keith Kincaid is really solid at times, and the rest of the time, it tells you why he spent a good deal of time uh, in the AHL. Kyle Kaiser is. About the same age, maybe a couple of months younger than Swamin, maybe a couple of months older. Brandon Busey is a year older, but really no NHL experience. At that point, you should be getting, or should have, uh, your defense back intact with both Grizzlick and McAvoy. If that return is a number two or number one center, I almost have to... I almost have to take it. Almost have to take that pick, and that uh, and that uh, player, if for no other reason than just for cap implications, getting Bergeron and Krejci back for one year, even if they really want to play again, is going to be difficult. Um, without getting rid of Felino and maybe Smith. Uh, really early 
probably before camp opens, there's just going to be, if the Bruins do well at all, and that basically means making the playoffs, uh, and I think that's the expectation people should be setting for themselves this year, then cumulative bonuses between Bergeron, Marchand, uh, Bergeron, Krejci, and Jeremy Swayman, they're going to be up there. Um, they're going to be over the cap at some point, um, and they're going to want, uh, they're going to need to reduce cap spending for next year uh, because of cap recapture penalties and overage penalties. Um, and that's before you factor in figuring out how to pay David uh, Pasternak, uh, whether you decide to keep him and run to the wheels fall off uh, in the playoffs or replacements for him if he, you if you know he's not signing and you move him at the deadline or even before whether that happens that's a question for other folks another time uh dmitry kulikov was moved from the minnesota wild to the ducks uh just this week and I think people need to hold on to their hats because this is the type of trade we're going to see a couple of more times before the season starts. Um, Kulikov, who had 24 points, was a plus 23 uh, for the playoff Ducks last year. Move for future considerations. Why? Because the Minnesota Wild needed cap space. Uh, we will probably see two or three other trades like this before things uh, kick off because teams absolutely have to be cap compliant to open the season. Uh, they're allowed to be over it during the offseason, but compliance uh, is a must when the season opens. I wish the Bruins had been in better shape uh, to pick up Kulikov uh, because I've always liked the way he plays. Really, really have always liked the way he plays. Another player who might get picked up because teams are fishing in troubled water uh, is currently Rangers property. That would be Nils Lundqvist, uh, defenseman, third of the three picks in the draft very, very recently. Uh, disgruntled, apparently indicated he wants out of town. Uh, Brooks has this story in the... Uh, it's a September 1st post uh, to, the, to the New York Post. They're saying he underproduced. Uh, it sounds to me like in his first season, they gave up on him. Uh, or first season in the NHL, they gave up on him just about the time he was starting to adjust. Um, that That's not a good look. It's, it's going to frustrate those young players, and it ends up depleting your, your system if you don't get that one-to-one -one return that they're looking for. Another 5'10", 187 pound uh, defenseman. A lot of a lot of hockey fans are frustrated with that type, and I've heard the criticism about Matt Grizzlick and others enough times that I just can't can't deal with it anymore. Um, sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't. Um, some guys genuinely manage not to get hit very often. Um, I don't see the Bruins going after him. Uh, they have a number of defensemen that they believe in at this point. 
um, who are either coming into the league this year, firmly established in their careers, like, you know, uh, like McAvoy, like uh, Clifton, sort of. Um, it will be interesting to see what the new head coach does with guys. Um, so I don't know that unless there's some sort of sweetheart deal to it uh, where they can dump a huge salary or two or a salary they don't want uh, in return, I don't see it happening. And everyone not on their roster list or projected roster list, top of the depth chart, you know, top eight to ten defensemen this year, probably isn't going to interest the Rangers anyways. Uh, if I were the... Tampa Bay Lightning, I'd probably be looking at him at Lundqvist simply because of the number of departures they've had uh, over the last couple of cup-winning years. We just saw Minnesota move out a uh, move out Dmitry Kulikov. They might go uh, knocking on the Rangers' front door, um, asking about him. Uh, the Oilers, the Oilers have made strides in improving their defense in the last few years. Uh, they had a couple of no defense years, and uh, it it brought them back to the top of the lottery again and again. Um, with Dimitri, with uh, with Nurse, finally uh, peaking or at least returning close to full health, and hopefully. At, to full health at the start of the season. Their roster, or at least their blue line, should be reasonably solidified. But you never know what you're going to need. Um, almost every NHL coach and analyst you'll hear say at least once a year that you can never have too many defensemen. Um, might be worth considering bringing him uh, to Edmonton. And I don't know that there are many ways that the... Seattle Kraken could fail to improve or don't have room for improvement. Um, their PR has been great. If they were half as good at uh, making moves that make the organization look good as they are, or if they were half as good at hockey uh, as they are at making good PR moves, they probably would have won the cup last year. Um, and while I think that they made those moves because they genuinely believe at least most of them are useful, and good. I've not been impressed by anything that the team has done, uh, as far as uh, hockey, hockey-related choices. Um, I don't care about the personnel or who's making the decision. I care about the quality of the decision, and the team in Seattle, the front office, just not impressive. Um, actually, I. They've just been bad. Flat out bad. One of the questions bouncing around social media and posed by one of the other podcasts in town uh, was whether the Boston Bruins should go after P.K. Subban or Keith Yandel. My answer, pretty, pretty simple. If you have a time machine and you can go back to 2015 or so, or maybe even 2012... Sure. If you can get them onto the roster or pull the 2012 or 2015 versions of either of those players out, awesome. Jump on it. Um, please bring me back uh, a couple of... Uh, a couple of... Uh, 
couple of right wing prospects at the same time because otherwise the answer is just a hard no. Um, Subban has, between cumulative injuries, aging, he's slowed down a lot. And as a guy who was built around offense, that's uh, that's not great. Uh, he is still able to put the puck in the net, and I believe on a team that's better than the Devils were last year, he probably can still hit seven, eight, maybe nine to ten goals uh, if he's you know first unit power play on a on a unit that gels pretty well. I don't know what that unit's going to look like this year for the Boston Bruins that first power play unit. I don't know that he's going to want to sign a sell, uh, sign a contract that the Bruins can afford this year. Um, and in a time where there's a lot of transition about to happen with their team, I honestly don't see Bergeron playing again after this season. Krejci already left the team once uh, and is coming back, but uh, I, I expect him not to be... I expect him to not come back next year. There's the very, very big question, very, very real question as to whether David Pasternak will be back next year or not. Um, I don't know why he would want, why Subban would want to come here next year unless it's for either good money or because he's, you know, secretly in love with Boston or just wants to play with Brad Marchand. Uh, I know that... He would love to win a cup. I can't see any conceivable additions to this team making this a cup contender this year. Uh, and if I can see that, and no one's ever accused Subban of being stupid, that means he can see that. As much as I've loved watching Keith Yandel and think that he's gotten a bad rap because he's been on bad teams almost his entire career... Uh, I would have to say no there as well. Um, he's played 1,100 NHL games. He's played hard minutes. Uh, he played through a lot of injuries to get that Iron Man streak up as high as he did. And it, it, the clock's just run out. Um, do I think he can play better uh, than he did last year in the completely rudderless and utterly hold sinking ship that was the Philadelphia Flyers of the 21-22 season? Yes, of course. Do I think that he's a necessary addition? Um, no. Uh, because I don't think that he would be comfortable or happy uh, taking that Steve Camper role of playing every 25 games when there's, you know, three injuries... And as the eighth defenseman, that means you're going to go play for five games without having seen uh, any sort of game action in six weeks. Um, I just don't see that as his personality. And even though I've never heard anything bad about him, I can't see him projecting uh, contentness, happiness well in those circumstances. Um, like Subban, he'd like to go win a cup even though... He's, they're both definitely on the back end of their career at this point. Um, I think Chicago also not winning a cup this year, but Chicago might be an interesting place for either of them to land. Um, 
I have no understanding of what actually goes on in the heads of the folks in Toronto, so maybe one or both of them ends up there. Uh, Minnesota just shipped out uh, Kulikov. They might want a veteran uh, to go on the ice. Um, don't see the similar production. Actually, Subban on that team, on the first power play, he might actually produce that 24 points uh, that that Kukli, uh, Kulikov uh, had last year. Um, I think it's possible. Uh, Subban's passing has not gone downhill. His defense, his defense is definitely better than it was, I would say, any time up through the sixth or seventh year of his career. Um, so it's not... He's not a, te- a terrible player. I just don't see him as a fit in Boston. Um... Jumping back to the World Junior Champion men's, uh, Matthew Knees, uh, or Knies, uh, Matthew Knies. I don't think I saw him lose a board battle in any of the games that I saw. Not once. Uh, literally just one of those players, always in the right place. Um, and I really, really hope that I get to watch him a few times in the NHL in the next couple of years. Uh, I just, I was, I won't say blown away. Um, that really doesn't happen to me very often. I will say I was positively impressed every time I noticed him on the ice. Um, he's probably back in Minnesota this year. Uh, for those wondering, he is, uh, University of Minnesota, that is. Um, he is, uh, a Toronto Maple Leafs draft pick, um, Born in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I wonder... Huh. Who's still not signed is perhaps the most interesting question uh, of the offseason. There's Sean Dersey, Los Angeles Kings. Um, I watched him. We talked about him earlier in the offseason. Kirby Doc might be the biggest name not signed simply because he's played in Chicago uh, got traded to Montreal earlier this offseason there's uh, let's see Jason Robertson who somehow quietly put up 41 goals um, for the Dallas Stars last year uh, gonna be interesting to see how many of these players get moved um, I, I find it fascinating that Robertson can have 41 goals. It's already September 4th, and he's not signed, not traded, um, not even a bridge deal. Uh, this one is going down to the wire. It's probably going to go into camp, and I, I don't blame him. He finished with that many goals on that iffy an offensive team. Um, Sagan and Ben didn't really do much for anyone, including themselves, last year. Uh, just have to question where that team is going is going if they can't get Robertson signed. Um, what might be hilarious is a Robertson for Pasternak sign and trade. Um, it would be possibly the most headline-generating trade in years um, for Boston, probably since Sagan was traded out of town. Um, 
I don't think that the two players are a one-for-one -one comparison, uh, but certainly worth talking about. And there's also Rasmus Sundin, uh, defenseman for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I talked about uh, Lundqvist uh, possibly landing there earlier. Um, I'm hopeful that we get to see these four young players in the league this year. Um, where they will be playing, anyone's guess. I, I think all four of them probably land right where they uh, right where they last played, but I can't tell you that for sure. Um, particularly since it looks like at least a couple of them are going to stick to their guns about what they want. Uh, the everything I've read on everything I've heard on. Um, Robertson says he wants seven million this year. Sure, he's only had one forty-goal season, but that was the third year of his entry-level contract. Having gone through two uh, two shortened seasons, thanks to the great COVID uh, pause and league restructure for for the time period, uh, I would love, love, love to see him on a team that's actually a contender. Um, watching him play with a little more, a talent that's a little more committed to winning, um, I don't see it happening, but maybe he lands over in Florida with, with Matthew Kachuk and company, or lands in Carolina with that crew. Uh, that could be fascinating. Uh, depending on what happens with the Rangers and all of their... Uh, young guns maybe I, I don't see it happening I, I really don't just just some fun ideas uh, out west assuming they could actually find enough cap space to I don't know wear a cap uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, certainly wouldn't be amiss in finding some more uh, finding some more offense can't imagine a way of bootstrapping him into the Colorado Avalanche or the Edmonton Oilers. Um, now that I think of it, the Calgary Flames might have uh, the flexibility to get another player or two onto their roster. Uh, Seven million would be a bit of a stretch, uh, given they have all of two million in cap space. Uh, of the teams that actually do have seven million or more in cap space, I I think only the Anaheim Ducks are bound for the playoffs. Uh, those teams include the Senators, maybe the Detroit Red Wings, who will push for a playoff spot. Uh, the Buffalo Sabers, who managed to re-sign Tage Thompson, uh, and I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, and of course the Arizona Coyotes who have 20 plus million dollars in cap space. Um, I think the Buffalo Sabres, given everything that I've seen out of the Eastern Conference, they and Detroit are going to be in, in the chase for that number eight spot and the Boston Bruins should be very worried. Um, going back to Tage Thompson, this is the player that a lot a lot of us who looked at uh, tape from him before he was drafted thought we were going to see. He's only 24 years old. Um, I know he's already played uh, multiple seasons in the NHL. 
Uh, he started back in St. Louis uh, in the 17-18 season, 41 games there, um, 65 games his first season in, in Buffalo. Uh, 19-20, he only managed to make it into one game. Uh, 2021 season, he managed to make it into 38 uh, games. Um, that's That was the season where you were only playing your division, which really, really odd uh, for the NHL. Um, and then out of nowhere last year, he pops uh, 38 goals in with a previous goal total of about 20 over over his previous 140 or so games. Um, literally reset the bar for what people should expect from him. Um, and I think it's set in the right place. Uh, he ended up being signed for seven or so million a year. No. Uh, yeah. Average uh, cap hit, 7-1 uh, for uh, the duration of the contract. If you're popping in 38 goals on a team where there's not much help and not much hope at the moment, yeah, you're, that's what you're going to get. Um, a lot of people are viewing this as a career year and that they genuinely believe this is the highest he's ever going to soar. I view it as a breakout year, and that this is really the area you're going to get from him for the next six to eight years. Um, obviously, injuries play a factor. Obviously, teammates play a factor. But six to eight years of 35 to 40, maybe 45 goals? If you can't live with that, you're you're definitely watching the wrong sport. Uh, I think Tage Thompson probably probably going to be one of those guys you talk about as a perpetual all-star for the next four to five years. Um, he was originally drafted by St. Louis, as, as we all know. Um, he was traded to, traded to Buffalo with... Uh, as part of the Ryan O'Reilly deal um, with Patrick Berglund, Vladimir Sabotka, uh, Ryan Johnson, and then Ben Roger. Uh, at this point, St. Louis won that deal. They got a cup with Riley. And Tage Thompson, yeah, he's he's looking pretty good. Uh, but the rest of the the rest of that trade doesn't look good for it hasn't looked good for Buffalo uh, is this going to even the field probably not uh, I think that the Blues still win that trade but it's not a dead trade um, you're getting a star you're getting you got three seasons sort of out of him you're getting seven more uh, or at least on paper seven more um, that's ten years if he pops in 30-plus goals a year for 10 years, that's a lot of keeping yourself out of the lottery and a lot of uh, excitement in the building when he plays at home. Camps are going to be opening soon. Chris will be back next week. I personally can't wait to get Chris back because while I will talk hockey to just about anyone at just about any time, almost anywhere... 
it's more fun to do it with with uh with my running buddy uh chris so next week bring your questions by email um uh you can send them to me as a dm on twitter at pucksage um i am here pretty much all the time drop me a line say hello and look forward to uh look forward to mailbox questions right on uh the two man four check uh podbean page um you can comment there and we do take a look at all of those comments and try and do a mailbag intermittently um would love to have a few good questions for the season as always share us with your friends your family random people you run into on the street uh folks stuck in the hospital and anyone looking for a podcast recommendation have a great week